Have you ever watched an edit and thought, that was really, really good, but you couldn't quite figure out why it was good? Because once you do know that, then you're able to pull that information into your edits and improve your edits by imitating them. So today we're going to talk about what are the things, the five things that you should be looking for in your edits, how you can tick those off in order to make your edits feel as polished as possible and as expert as possible. All right, here we go. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the video editing podcast from Unsplice with me, your host, Shiny. Uh, I'm the lead trainer and founder of Unsplice. And before we go on, I just want to talk to you about bread. Bread is easy to make. Anybody can make a loaf of bread. What you need to do is find a recipe, find the ingredients, follow the recipe, bung it in the oven, and boom, you have bread. Well, most editing training is very much like that. It, it just helps to teach you how to make bread. Well, Unspice differs because Unspice teaches you not only how to make the bread, but also how to source the best ingredients to turn that bread into a delicious sandwich, package the sandwich up, and sell it to a client for a profit. All of that information is basically what you'll find in Unspice Pro. Unspice Pro teaches you how to take all the information, create your edit, but not only that, find clients, package up your presentation, you, and sell your services to clients for a profit. If that sounds good, head to unsplice.com forward slash pro for more information. And quick word of warning, the prices will be going up on the 1st of April. So anybody who signs up after that date, the cost of membership will be higher. So make sure you get in there before then. You have been warned. Okay, so today we're going to talk about essentially what makes an edit good. Now, I've created five bullets because bullets are nice and compact and we can all walk away going, okay, I can tick those every time I do something. It's a good format and it works especially for YouTube. If you're joining me live on YouTube or Facebook, thank you so much. And I'll get around to your answering your questions at the end. If you are listening to this on the podcast, when you get a chance, head over to YouTube and subscribe to get notified whenever the next live podcast is happening. All right. So the first thing is flow. Now, most video, uh, most video edits, most films, videos that you watch, they feel smooth. And they say that editing is invisible. The, ve the best editing is invisible. And it's, it's true. You really don't want to feel the edits uh, in most situations. And that is achieved through flow. So how do your shots flow from one to the other? 
And we can break that down into two things. There are more, but just for today, we're going to break that down into two things. So we're going to talk about flow of camera movement. So the actual movement of the shots. If you have loads of locked off shots with no camera movement whatsoever, it can be difficult to create a kind of flow and things can start to feel a bit flat. That is when you will struggle to create an engaging edit. So if you can, try and introduce some kind of camera movement. Now, a lot of, it may, when it gets to you, it may be too late, but you can, even if it's a still, uh, a locked off shot, you can create some kind of creep in post-production and a, a slow zoom, a pan, um, or you can even create some kind of handshake to make it feel handheld. And that's what a lot of uh, productions will do with shots that are essentially locked off. If there's a bit of handshake there, there's a bit of life, there's a bit of movement. But when it comes to edit flow, how do you have the shots flow from one to the other? If you have one shot that pans to the left and then the next shot pans to the right, the next shot pans to the left, if that repeats, that's going to be kind of um, dizzying for the viewer. There's no flow there. You want to kind of create from each shot, kind of create this flow of camera movement from one to the next. Uh, that doesn't mean that every single shot should go from left to right, but there should be this kind of, uh, if you imagine like an, an ebb and flow, like water, you know, uh, it shouldn't be a jagged movement because that will, that will, I really want to use the term discombobulate, but it feels like something only 90 year olds say. Um, but the, yeah, that's just going to cause the viewer to just to feel distracted and discombobulated. There, I did it. Uh, the other flow is the flow of action. So the things that are actually happening in the shot. Because if you have a series of locked off shots, which is fine, by the way, um, don't feel like what I said a moment ago should you know, deter you from using locked off shots. Locked off shots can be absolutely fine in succession. Um, if the action on screen follows some kind of rhythm, some kind of flow. And like I said, think about the, the flow like water. So it's a smooth movement, an ebb and a flow rather than a zigzag. Um, and that is the same for camera movement and the same for the action, the actual action happening on screen in the shot. So that is flow. And that ties in nicely to the next point, which is eye trace. Eye trace is exactly where your eyes are looking on the screen. And no matter how fast the shots are, um, in fact, the faster the cuts, the more you should be thinking about the um, the eye trace. So where your eye position is looking on screen. 
that's really, really important. And that is how, if you think about um, Mad Max, you've probably seen some of the behind the scenes and how the director made sure that every single piece of action was center framed. So no matter what the composition of the frame, all, the action was always right in the center of frame. Um, and that is how these fast paced action scenes don't confuse you and create this kind of dizziness. The same thing applies to all edits, especially the faster ones. Make sure that the eye is pointing in a similar position from shot to shot. That is how you know you have a nice polished edit. That's how you're gonna make it feel as like it's cut by an expert, someone who really has made a conscious decision of each shot to shot. So number three is pacing. So the pacing of your film, the pacing of the shots, the pacing of everything, um, and how you've created this kind of, I'm going to use it again, this ebb and flow, this kind of smoothness um, of the pacing and use pacing to accentuate moments. So if you've created a lot, a series of slow shots and the music is downbeat and we're, and we're drawing it out and then all of a sudden we have a fast paced section, we can bring the music up and we are creating and we are orchestrating even this sense of action or tension. Um, we're changing the viewer's mood. We're changing the perspective. And um, by using pacing and being conscious of the pacing of the shots, of the dialogue, of the music, of the sound effects, you can use that to accentuate moments that need to be accentuated. So really getting pacing to be as smooth as possible is one of those things where you have to just keep editing, try out different things um, and see what works for you. And the more you do it, the better you will get at that. It's very much like a language. Um, it becomes a second language. Now, of course, like any language, you can I mean you, the only way to learn a language or the best way to learn a language is to learn phrases, learn certain words, you know, the filler words, maybe the vowels. Um, as I was learning Portuguese a couple of years ago, I started by learning some of the basic words that you'd use in conversation. So rather than ball or boy or thing, which is Duolingo tries to teach you, and I hate Duolingo because when I was trying to learn learn it, it would teach you, the boy likes milk and all these really random phrases that make no sense whatsoever. But what I found really worked really, really well for me is to learn phrases that you would use on a day-to-day. -day. So, hello, how are you? Uh, things like this. And it would be very un-British of me if I didn't ask how the, about the weather. So, you know, simple phrases that you use on a day-to-day -day basis. And you need these basic building blocks of language in order to become better at the rest.
Uh, there's no way that you can jump into a book and learn absolutely everything you need to know about language just by reading the whole book or watching a movie in, in a language and then being fluent in that. You have to have these building blocks that build up on one another. And the more you do it and the more you practice it, the better you get. The more flow you have, the better you understand the pacing, the accents of the words, um, and also colloquial, colloquialisms. Yes. So the same goes with editing and pacing. Pacing very much is a language. And so the more you do it, you have to, you'll have to understand the basics, the basics of pacing and how you can accentuate certain things through pacing. And once you've learned the building blocks, then through practice, you will become more fluent. So pacing is number three. The fourth thing to keep an eye out for that makes you, that helps you understand when an edit is good, uh, music design. Music is key. Music really they say that, you know, audio is 50% of a video, but it's way more, way, way more than that. And if music really is the building block of that, it's been really interesting because for uh, coming up on, on this Friday, uh, the 24th of February, there is a workshop within Unspiced Pro or how to edit, uh, how, to, how to tell a story in commercials. So how to tell a story without dialogue. And in the process of doing research um, of commercials, I've got a catalog of commercials, which I absolutely love, and have some examples of those. I found some really, really beautiful examples of music design and how music really does play a huge part in orchestrating emotion, driving the viewer, pulling them through, um, and telling story. If you have no dialogue, music really is the, uh, the most powerful tool you can use. So if you are w watching back an edit and you're thinking, you feel super engaged, you feel drawn in, you feel sucked into this commercial, for example, there is no way that that hasn't occurred without incredible music design. And so it's not just about finding the right music for that. It very much is a huge part of it, but once you have the music, it's about designing the music, pulling different parts of each track so that you can orchestrate emotions at certain parts of that. You've got a three and a half minute track and a 30 second commercial. You've got a lot of building blocks to create the, orchestrate the perfect uh, music for your commercial. So not only is it about music, but music design and designing the best music to orchestrate the emotions for the audience. And another thing is probably one of the most important aspects of a great edit is the story and 
you will most definitely have heard of editing is storytelling and it really is and you it can be difficult to kind of understand how do you tell a story if you don't have any dialogue or maybe you're creating an edit purely from stock footage you may be feeling at a loss and trying to figure out how can i create a great story well you can um i did mention the workshop earlier and so that is happening on friday the 24th of february how to tell a great story in commercials how to tell a great story without dialogue um, so if that is a, something that you feel like you are lacking from your arsenal come join us on spice.com forward slash pro but storytelling really is the key to an engaging edit how can you pull the viewer through from the beginning through the middle all the way out to the end the story is what is going to keep your viewer watching and that is the strongest sign of an expert edit someone who has paid great attention to the story and being able to keep these peaks and these troughs, these, these ebbs and flows, again, these ebbs and flows of pace and interest, keeping the viewer guessing and using all the hallmarks of great storytelling to pull your viewer through to the end. So the next time you watch an edit, think about all of the things that we spoke about. Next time you see an edit that looks fantastic and you're like, how is it so good? What is it? Well, think about all these things that we just spoke about today. Think about how you can re you can spot those things in that edit, break down those and pull those techniques into your next edit. You now have essentially a framework of great editing and the the main things to think about um, when you're creating an edit. So every time you watch an edit now, you have this framework. You can break it down and understand why a great edit looks great. If some of this, uh, I'm going to guess that some of this is stuff that you already know. And you're already in the process of implementing in your video editing. But it's a fantastic framework to, to understand that these are possibly the, the most important things to take into consideration when creating your edit in order to make it feel as polished as possible. Having that framework is a great way to go, okay, I've got this skill. Now I just need to work on this skill and this skill. And that is very much how uh, Unsplice has been built. It's about systemizing the process of creating an edit. So I hope this has been super, super useful for you. I would really love to uh, see you again next week. If you feel like some of these things are things that you need to work on, or perhaps you are unsure what it is you need to work on next in order to achieve your goal, whether that is finding your first freelance gig or improving and getting onto bigger clients. 
Um, if you head to unsplice.com, there is a quick career plan you can download for free, which essentially lists the 19 step process um, to get your first freelance video editing gig. So you can tick off those as you go through, tick off the skills as you learn them and make sure that you are on your way and you're in this to get the strongest start, to get the most successful start. And I hope to see you next week. Let me know your comments on YouTube or even on Facebook. We're live on Facebook as well. And um, if you have any questions about anything, I'd love to help you reach out. Thank you so much and speak to you soon. Bye-bye.